Hello and welcome to the crazy world of Absolute Bedlam podcast. My name is Ben and I interview people from all around the world, from all walks of life, about interesting topics such as being an actor, musician, personal trainer, video game developer, you name it, I've probably had a chat with them. So my main background is music but I'm looking to get basically anyone from YouTube, Twitch, you name it, put them in touch with me and I'll have a chat, like I say. Um, Recently done a flurry of veteran episodes, so if you want to check that out, that's a slightly different thing called Tales from the Trenches with my friend and editor, John Belfield. But enough of that, I'm here to just introduce the episodes and just say, if anyone wants to help me out by donating to Kofi, which is a donation service which is available at www.kofi, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Absolute Bedlam Podcast. If you go to that website, you'll be able to donate a minimum of £3 to me. You can donate what you want and you can also set recurring payments, but I don't, you know, if you want to, then that's fair enough. But, you know, just do what you can, if you can, that sort of thing. Um, donations really, really help me out because this takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of energy, especially when I'm sorting out US people to podcast with and interview, etc. So every little helps really, really genuinely. It means I can really put some time into this and really like make it as good as I can possibly get. Um, I'm currently on the lookout for a webcam, as I've mentioned several times now, um, and that's a £70 product. So all of the donations that come from this Ko-Fi, Ko-Fi, will go towards that £70 webcam. Um, I don't like asking people for money, but if you're enjoying the episodes, say you've listened to more than two or three episodes the whole way through and you're enjoying it and you like what you hear, then a donation would massively be appreciated. Um, right, I'm going to stop waffling and I'm going to let you enjoy the episode. But yeah, cheers guys, keep it bedlam, and I'll speak to you all soon. Take care, bye. Hello everyone, Cliff Beats, no script, off the rip, here with Absolute Bedlam Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's see, all right. Recording in progress, okay, we got it. That's my side. Oh, okay, I was like, what the hell did I do today? <laughs> I was like, what, what, what mistake did I make? Nah, you're good, man, you're live my side. Okay, good. So when, when you do it on your side now, it just records and then you post, right? Like there's no live feed or anything, right? No, pre-recorded. Okay. And then on your podcast, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to look, but do you have any like uh, like live videos or is it just audio only? Videos. Okay. okay. All of that. All the platforms. That's cool. Let me see if I can get this uh, pop-out chat to move over here. Chat is disabled for the live stream? Why is that? Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I don't even want to chat. Well, maybe I do want to chat. No big deal. I don't know why I would be disabled for this. It's all good. No big deal, man. So uh, what's going on? How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm such a big fan of yours. I and I'm so happy that you've actually managed to have some availability because I think I dropped you a dm because i saw on your videos that you said you know if you are feeling lonely or you're feeling rubbish drop me a dm and i'll reply to you and i thought this might be a good opportunity to message you and ask you if you're up for an interview yeah and you know of 
of course and you were saying you know i'm just absolutely slammed at the moment i I can't dedicate time to spending an hour sort of thing and you're not lying dude you grind hard on youtube yeah man probably three or four videos a day yeah i uh I tried. Wait, 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 what did you say? I'm sorry, you kind of, kind of cut out. Something about yours. That's right. Um, I said you record three, well, you, you publish three to four videos a day. Um, it used to be more than that, to be honest with you, man. I used to do, before I had problems with YouTube, I would do like, uh, I mean, there were there was a point where I was doing like 10 to 20 videos a day. I used to go on these streaks where I'd say, you know, um, if you guys wanted to, I would try to do 50 reactions in one week. So, I mean, you know, given that Monday through Friday, I work on the weekends, but I was stuck inside because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, that's how I would do it. I'd do 10 videos a day, damn near. Um, some days I wouldn't be able to get on. So I'd have to do 15 and then do 15 another day. But now with, you know, things kind of being throttled, I slowed it down. I do, I try to do three to six each time I upload, which is like every day or every other day, just until YouTube sorts out their shit. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of content. Um, before I forget as well, Zoom will kick off shortly and I'll have to send you an email with another Zoom. Um, unfortunately, that is just the way it works. Um, I'll email you it and then we'll just pick up exactly where we left off. It'll be good. It's fine. Just keep streaming. So Give me the viruses, man. Go ahead. I know you're just hacking my computer. <laughs> that's it. So let me introduce you to all my audience. So cliff beats no script off the rip reaction channel i found you through reacting to inside bo burnham um and eminem that seems to be a bit of a through thread of your channel and i think i went to your first ever video earlier on your channel and it was an eminem video is that correct uh yeah so um the whole idea of my channel was uh you know one day i was just i was laying in bed man and i was i was super sick I, this is before they made the COVID announcement like that well they were like in the talks of like hey there's some type of thing that came is in china right now but it hasn't got to the united states it might not make it and i was sick I, I mean i was like deathly ill i knew something was wrong uh the hospital told me i had pneumonia and i was just like laying in bed and i was like i can't, I can't fucking lay here what can i do and uh I don't know if you've heard my story from me ranting before, but I mean, I lost 50 pounds in about two weeks and I was just like, okay, I can't leave any of my work behind. Like, I know you just said like a reaction channel, which I am on YouTube, but my career in real life is a songwriter in the music industry. Um, so I was like, look, in my mind, I'm thinking I can't leave behind any of my material that I've worked on besides, you know, I got stacks and stacks of notebooks, but I yeah. can't, I can't leave behind any of my real work because I have NDAs and contracts and stuff. So I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can go get in front of a camera, which I wasn't familiar with at all, and try to break down bars to the best of my ability to old Eminem classics that I used to love that I haven't heard in so long. Mm. And uh, that's what I did, man. I just I remember I put my little phone up. I propped it up against, I don't even know, like a shoebox or something. I just grabbed it, put it on my desk, and just propped it up. Yeah. And it was all it was awful, but I still keep that one video up to show people that anybody who wants to start doing a channel or anything, mm. uh, you know, it, it, nothing starts perfectly. And just like how we were setting up this podcast mm. a little bit longer to, you know, to, to get it going. And it's still probably a little off a little bit, but this is what life is. Nothing is mm. perfect. We were just talking 100%. about it. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, you either spend your entire life thinking about doing something and not executing, or you just go with it and see what happens and comes out the other side. But I've got a bit of an example here. Someone very kindly bought me a blue Yeti microphone, but it's sat on my bed on a box of rat food because we have rats as pets. Oh, and shit. you just got to make it work, dude. Like, you know, I use my phone for notes. At one point, I was using this exclusively to record audio only. You've just got to make it work, haven't you? Like, not everyone has five grand lying around to just blow on a microphone and webcam and all this crazy shit that we're expected to get on day zero, and it's just not right, you know? You've got to learn as we go. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the biggest thing we do as humans is we're perfectionists, you know? Yeah. And then um, we, we, we start thinking, like, oh, well, this isn't perfect. I have to wait till this is right. And, and like, in life, nothing's ever going to be perfect. So if there's something, like, anybody wants to do, you kind of just have to jump in. Yeah, yeah. And like, like we were saying earlier, you just got to learn along the way. And that's with anything. You got to think about it. Like, when you're in a relationship, you know, how mm-hmm. many you have to go through until so they all hurt until mm-hmm. they finally build you up into something. Same thing with working out. You got to mm-hmm. rip your body apart until you finally start to build up the strengths. The same thing with anything in life. You got to go through those hardships until you finally start to get it where you want it to be, but it'll never be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely that. So we've just got the 10 minute warning on the Zoom. So I'll send you another link in a second and we'll get started on this again. But whilst we've got sort of nine minutes, just quickly, yeah. how was high school for you as a young Cliff Beats? How was high school? For, that was a, that's a good question. I like that question. Um, I'll, I'll break it down year by year. Let's break this down. Let me give you a reaction to my high school years. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, so freshman year uh, was kind of tough. I'm not going to lie. Freshman year was tough because um, I've always suffered from anxiety and panic attacks, depression and stuff like that. But like for some reason from like seventh to eighth grade, it like went away. I didn't have it really that much. I mean, here and there, grade school, I had it a lot. Seventh and eighth grade, I felt really good. Freshman year, um, I was on the I was on the wrestling team. I, I found rap. You know, well, I found rap like more around like third grade. So I was listening to rap and stuff, but I wasn't like using that as an outlet yet. Um, and I was doing a lot of sports and stuff. And then I, I had like one major panic attack one day in class, man. And it just spiraled out from there. I was speaking to counselors, all this shit. And sophomore year came around. I started meeting more people in high school. Next thing you knew, I was. I'm not going to lie. I was selling drugs throughout the entire high school. So I became, you know, how in high school they have cliques everywhere. Like, you know, they have the jocks or the nerds or the goths or the whatever. Like I was, I was a part of every group because everybody needed something, you know, and that I was always yeah. a hustler. That's all. That's what I've always done was hustle my entire life. Um, yeah. So high school was actually, uh, there was ups and downs, just like with anything, there was great moments and there were, you know, horrible moments. Um, but yeah, you know, you know, one thing I've always wondered about, and I know this is a real thing. I see it all the time, like people being bullied and picked on and stuff like that. But um, I'm from the South side of Chicago, you know, so we didn't really see a lot of bullying. We just mm-hmm. seen like a lot of like fights and stabs and people getting stabbed or shot at, you know, like that was more of a thing. Like we, people were too busy fighting with each other instead of picking on somebody who, who they thought were less than them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was more of like, who's the alpha dog or the top mm. dog in my high school? That's that's kind of how it went versus mm. pick, picking on somebody who wasn't even really visible, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. Hierarchy, trying to get to the top of the pyramid. Yeah. It, so my, my experience, like I said, is a little bit different than most because everybody, 
you know, when you're a kid, everyone's trying to get weed or whatever, mm. you know? So I was just friends with everybody. Everybody kind mm. of wanted to, but I wouldn't even say I was like friends. I was more like, mm. so I was associates with everybody, but then they'd invite me everywhere and stuff like that. So I just try to keep a yeah. relationship with everyone. I think I found out quite early in my life that I was quite confident and quite able to speak to anyone because I used to hang around with the goths, the um, emos, they're called in the UK the jocks as you described the sports kids that all play soccer as you call it over in the uh the us of a football that's it let's go um and yeah skateboarders just anyone really and i've weaved my way around the circles like you say the clicks um and it worked for me but i can't imagine just being one of those people all day every day i imagine it would get quite boring but there we go so something we have in common. So we've got five minutes left before I've got to start a new meeting. Apologies for that. What's the naughtiest thing you did at high school that you can disclose on this podcast? The naughtiest thing I've done? Yeah. Oh, shit. You're going to put my ex-girlfriend on blast. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, I, I don't. It's the naughtiest thing I've done. So define naughty. Like, so is this like, like, doing something i see i just told you yeah i just told you i sold drugs from yeah yeah i don't know how much more naughtier i can get besides you know i'm trying to think man um the biggest consequence that you got caught sort of nah, i didn't get caught nah, I, that's it. Nah, I, I was a, i was a slippery snake man um yeah, man. no i'm trying to think really quick here i mean uh like i said besides the, the drug selling it wasn't that bad i mean i threw a lot of house parties but that's outside of the school i did honestly my entire senior year i didn't even fucking show up man i almost didn't even get my fucking diploma um it came to a point to where like my guidance counselor that's what we had was a guidance counselor was like talking to uh like the deans and stuff trying to let me basically graduate um because i fucked up so bad i just i didn't do i would just i'd leave school I'd go hustle all day. I'd make money. I'd go home. I'd smoke weed. And I'd just write raps in my, in my basement, you know, yeah. I would do. or I had like a group of friends at that time. There was like 40 of us, you know, we were all in this one click together. I'd go over to their house. We had one specific basement in particular and I'd sit there and we'd all freestyle rap. And I did that every day until it caught up to me. Till one day they were like, you're not going to walk across the stage. And I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm not walking across. the stage?" Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I had uh, I had to take some extra tests or something to be able to pass. But <laughs> a funny thing is, is even after I got my diploma, which is as funny as it sounds, I had to serve Saturday detentions, like two of them, after I already graduated, before they took my diploma back. So uh, Saturday, I've never heard of a Saturday detention in my entire life. Yeah, you sit there from like 7 a.m. till about 2.30, 3 p.m. Fuck. I know substitute teachers can set detentions that the actual teacher has to sit in on. So it's kind of like the substitute teacher has more power than the actual teachers because they don't have to sit with you because they go off to other schools and fill in for people that are sick and stuff. But yeah, Saturday detention. I've never heard of that before. That sounds... Do you remember when you used to think teachers has lived at school? <laughs> just that was you know that's the only time you saw them was at school so they would just like go into a little hole at the end of the day yeah i mean that's what it they times. did and, and the craziest thing about saturday detentions like you weren't in a classroom they put you in a lunchroom because there's hundreds of people so it's just like being in one big ass jail cell yeah. with 
fucking like 200 people who are in trouble and try and every some of us have already graduated but we have to be there or they'll take mm. our diploma away and say you didn't graduate you have to come back for one more semester so i just finished it up i had to do internals do you know what internals are no go on uh, internals are where basically you're in trouble you got to sit in like a detention room for the entire like day of school um and you basically you can't put your head down or nothing you just got to sit there and like do homework for the entire school day with like one lunch break and that's it you can't talk can't do nothing but and you also like any homework or like assignments handed out that day by your teachers you don't get so you miss out on anything that happened that day you can never get that uh any so if there was like a test or a quiz or something on a day if you had an internal you could never make it up that sounds so broken but there we go. We're learning here at Absolute Bedlam. America. There we go. America in one sentence. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll end this meeting. I'll send you a new link and then we'll get into full-time YouTube. And uh, stay tuned, people. Be right back. Yeah, yeah. Be right back. Ad read time. Shanty Spirit. Botanical seaweed vodka. Vacuum distilled for fresher flavour. Met these guys a couple of years back now, and they are absolutely smashing the alcohol game. All comes in a beautiful bottle that has to be seen to be believed. It's available at www.shantyspirit, all one word, .com. Uh, have a look at their website. It's absolutely incredible. It looks great. Uh, you can spin the bottle if you fancy a bit of spin the bottle like the old days. Comes in 20 centiliter and 70 centiliter bottles. And if you use the code just for you guys, Bedlam Discount at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. So tell them I sent you using code Bedlam Discount. And shout out to everyone at Shanty that has made this possible. Uh, they're, they're doing so well. I'm really excited to see how these guys grow and expand. So yeah, please drink responsibly. Um, if you are listening to this, you know, crack out a bottle of Shanty. Check out their website as well for cocktail ideas because they've got a lot of ideas other than just drinking it with Coke like the delinquent that I am. But yeah, cheers guys. Back to the episode. Yeah, awesome. Recording. We're back. So this is a new question. You're an exclusive recipient of this question, Cliff. This might, with it. might get a bit annoying, though. Just bear with me, all right? No, nothing's annoying, man. I told you. I'm open to anything. Go ahead, hit me. Why do you make YouTube videos? Um, It's kind of like I explained earlier, man. I, uh, I, I never expected any of this shit. Uh, I'm not, I don't even want to call it shit. I just, that's just my terminology. Southside, sorry. We cuss like a fucking sailor. Yeah. Um, like I said, when I got sick, I started making videos. I thought that this is all I could leave behind for friends and family. Uh, I didn't know that people would start subscribing and start liking. Like next thing I knew, like I had a thousand subscribers and everyone was like, oh, you, you need to uh, get a camera. And I'm like, what do I need to do? Like everyone's like guiding me. Um, and the next thing I know, like I was like, hey, let's get 2000 subscribers and, you know, whatever, five, six months. I did it in like a week or two. And I was like, holy shit, like what's going on here? Uh, the next thing I know, like I'm at like 25, 26,000 subscribers. And then Iconic reached out to me um, 
from uh, Harry Mack's team. Mm. And I thought I, I didn't I didn't even know who Harry Mack was at that time. I think I might have did like one reaction, or like one of his, I think his first Omegle bars or something. Mm. And Iconic was like, yeah, dude, like I work for him. I'm being serious. And he's like, here, I'll show you proof. And he like showed me proof. I was like, oh, shit, I'll jump on the happy hour. Sure. So I was actually on Harry Mack's happy hour um, when I hit 30,000 subscribers, like as that was happening. And uh, yeah, man, it's just it's been such a positive ride that um, I didn't want to stop. And also like so in my career. I've tried to avoid listening to a lot of artists because I feel like it, it I, I've always felt like it would affect my writing because I felt like it did when I was younger. Uh, granted, when I was younger, I was drinking a lot more, but um, I tried to steer away from anything. I'd catch songs on the radio here and there, but I try to stay away. Um, but then I started noticing as I'm listening to more artists, like it's actually helping a bit and it's like helping me decompress from my own thoughts. So now this has become like an outlet for me. It's become something I could do, uh, you know, before I go to work for a few hours. And when I get to work, I upload the videos or when I get home from work, but I have a little bit of energy left and I want to watch some content that people are asking me like, Hey, Cliff, you got to check this out. I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. Check this out before I go to sleep really quick. And then I upload them in the morning. So that's just how I, I do it. Now I do it strictly mm-hmm. because I love it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I feel that I can tell that you enjoy it you're not doing it for clout you're not doing it for numbers not doing it for money you do it because you enjoy it same reason i do this oh yeah i mean um, yeah i, think, I think yeah sorry i mean to interrupt you i'm uh, sorry i was saying like i think just just kind of with anything that you do um if anyone's wondering why i'm swiveling my head i know you can't see it i got four monitors amazon fucked up and sent me four curved monitors so i'm like <laughs> looking around like i'm like a met i ordered two of them they fucked up and uh they, they charged me for they they charged me for like three of them when I ordered two they arrived super late so they're like here here's two and then here's half off of one of them I was like okay cool then they sent me another monitor and they were like oh well you can go drop it off I'm like dude I'm not doing shit I don't work for you you made a mistake I'm sorry and they were like well UPS will come pick it up I said okay UPS never showed up and they were like you just keep it so I was like all right now I got four monitors what the hell am I going to do with this so my head's on a swivel right now yeah. um but what was what was the question? I apologize. No, that's okay. Um, I think it was just why do you do what you do? And I can tell that you're passionate about it. And I think that has to be the first reason to do stuff. I think if people are starting YouTube channels to get money and they're starting podcasts to get money, they're going to hit a brick wall pretty fucking quickly because I don't really earn much money from doing this. And I'm sure that, um, you know, YouTube monetization for you has helped you out, but it's probably not your main source of income at the moment. I'm sure it will be in the future, but make sure you do things for the right reason is essentially what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. I mean, um, I think you're right. I think a lot of people do hit a brick wall, man. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, for the money so yeah anybody who is watching who is thinking about starting a channel if you're jumping into it like my man said it, it's you're in it for the wrong reasons and you're going to hit a brick wall really fast because uh the money that i make off youtube i couldn't live off that alone and i'm i'm not a very materialistic person like i tell everybody like i had one comment one day somebody you know when when you have a channel and you're doing something people try to tear you down all the time it doesn't mm-hmm. matter you could be doing nothing with your life and someone's going to come and try to tear you down Mm. that's just how some people are upset they want to take out what they have going on and their life out on somebody else it's just you know you see it all the time in movies and stuff like that being depicted but um Mm -hmm. yeah man i just uh 
I forgot where I was going with that, but no, that's okay. Yeah, just so, uh, you just gotta have fun. You gotta have fun while doing this. You can't be in it for the money. Um, and if, if you are in it for the money, and then like you said, you're gonna hit a brick wall, and you're gonna realize really quick that I made a mistake. Mm. You gotta have fun with whatever you're doing in life, and you only yeah. have one shot at this shit too. So you might as well do something you enjoy. So we'll get on to Harry Mack in a bit. We'll also get on to Bo Burnham and a little bit of Eminem if we've got time. So this is a bit of a brutal, honest question, but I know that you want it this way. So here we are. What do you honestly think of YouTube as a platform, especially in regards to being a reaction channel, which is a absolute minefield for copyright strikes and DMCAs? <laughs> um, you know, I understand it and I respect it. Because, you know, you got to remember, I work with signed artists who are already being taken advantage of by a lot of their labels. Um, you know, when we're growing up, that that dream of being signed and being mm -hmm. this big artist, you know, that's what we're sold. We're sold mm -hmm. this dream. But what labels really do is they find talent that's already been established with the local buzz. And then they take them in. Everyone's contract is different. Every case is different, but they take them in and then they kind of are selling a product that has already been developed, you know? So it's kind of like, they're just stealing off of this independent artist. Of course, granted, I mean, if you meet somebody like Eminem met Dr. Dre, and mm. then you've got that type of person around you, of course, that's going to help. But Eminem was going to be big, no matter who he was with. I mean, it didn't, that, that man just had that drive. So, mm. but YouTube is a platform. I respect it. Um, I do think it's a bit fucked up because there's like there's times where I do videos and I mean, man, I won't even uh, I remember one time I did like a live and I used maybe like a three second clip and I was like, oh, I can't play music and they copyrighted my video. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, yeah, people don't realize like I spend more time fighting with YouTube behind the scenes than I do actually making content. Yeah. Uh, which says a lot because when you're recording videos, we could say, okay, so say you're doing six videos um, that could be between a three and a six hour process. We'll say that. Okay. Uh, and then you got to upload, which could be a, another three to 24 hour process, depending on how YouTube's working at that time, depending on your internet connection speed, depending mm -hmm. on certain videos, uh, copyright checks. And then after that's done, you have to go through the whole copyright bullshit. You got to explain that it's a reaction video. You got to type out paragraphs explaining mm -hmm. exactly what you're doing. And mm -hmm. then they got to review it for 30 days. And then they come back saying, well, you know, it's, fair, it's not covered by fair use. And you got to explain your whole story. You're literally typing out like six different paragraphs, which at this point, I, I'm not going to lie. I have like a note. Yeah, note yeah, thing. of course. Yeah. I have a copy and paste. So I copy and paste the same thing. Um, but I've gotten to a point now where I just try to reach out to each individual artist and I've done pretty well so far and everyone's been pretty cool. Like, Hey man, like, you know, uh, I think they see that I instantly try to say, Hey, please mm -hmm. go to their page first, go subscribe to them, go like yeah. their content. You don't even have to follow me, but I'm here to help them spread their message. I think yeah. if, you know, if, if, if you're doing that and you're really trying to help them spread their message while at the mm -hmm. same time having a good time with the viewers, mm -hmm. uh, I think YouTube should lighten up a bit, but I understand at the same time why they do what they do. So, yeah, no, fair enough. What do you think personally you owe your success to on YouTube? Is it your community or is it the content that you choose to react to? 
or is it just consistency of just getting stuff out there as quickly as possible like we talked about earlier you seem to be able to push content out very very quickly um and is there ever a sort of drought where you know artists aren't releasing music um that's a loaded question there's yeah. uh you know it's a little bit of everything man um so yeah it's it's a bit of everything I, I but most i always say this in every post at the end of every video i would not have a channel if it wasn't for the viewers so anybody who's watching me or anybody on this platform that is lucky enough to have anybody watching them it's because of them and it's also the artist's original content because you got to think about it okay even me being say, say say take me out of the music industry i'm just a normal person um you know, I'm just reacting to videos. I'm not really breaking down anything. Um, still, it's because of the artists that I'm watching that people are even watching me, you know, um, until, you know, people maybe start enjoying your personality or whatever else there is, then they start watching you for that. But mm. initially, they're there to see your face, your reaction to, mm. you know, um, to, to their favorite song, something that touched them. They want to see if it touches you the same way. Mm. Um, so I contribute any success to the artists the viewers most importantly the viewers and then of course i mean i guess you could say i don't want to say myself because yeah any anybody any person can get a camera can get a mic and put content out mm. anybody can do it man it's just uh you got to really love it and i can see where mm. you can get really burnt out really quick if you don't love it you know yeah yeah, I think your energy and the way that you sort of say, you know, this isn't scripted, this is just me watching a video and reacting exactly as I would, even if the cameras weren't on. I think that's the reason I keep coming back personally as a fan. Um, so, yeah, I can tell that you want to keep doing this for a long period of time. Would you consider doing this as a full time job? first off i want to say thanks man i appreciate you no for you're a fan uh you know and uh, that's that's why i decided to do this podcast with you is because you know any anybody who's put, like you know you know how tough it is putting yourself out there dude you know like it, it is hard to do and a lot of people are scared to do it but i am a firm believer that things are going to change in the next hundred years i'm going to get to your question in a second i'm, I'm yeah, going to yeah. ask you to repeat it but in the next hundred years I think a lot of jobs are going to be remote from home and also content creating. That's where everything is heading towards. TikTok, YouTube, fucking think about it. How many people, what Netflix prices are like 20 bucks a month now. You can go watch shit for free on YouTube. Or you can go to like, uh, you know, streaming sites and watch stuff for free and mirror it to your TV these days, you know. Yeah. So I think content creating is going to become like the biggest thing as for the human race uh, when it comes comes to like jobs and stuff like that. Um, now, please refresh me on the question again. Sorry. Would you consider doing this as a full time job as a YouTuber? Um, that I don't know. I don't I don't think so. Even even if it paid me. uh whatever kajillions of dollars yeah uh, i would still want to be a writer i would still have to make art in some way i couldn't just stop it's always been a part of me since i was you know seven eight years old um i used to i used to draw you know i even had like a scholarship even as bad as i was in high school i was offered a, a full-ride scholarship to the american academy of art because uh I used to draw i just i've always been the creative type that just runs in my family um but mm. Mm. That being said, 
it's almost like I already do it full time because I do it so much. Yeah. So I would I'm I'm not going anywhere. The only time I would ever leave YouTube is if YouTube was like, all right, well, here's three copyright strikes. You're gone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to bother making a second channel like and I, I. But what I would do is I'd say my goodbyes to everybody. I'd leave my Instagram open to everybody who needed me. And uh, I would do that. I might, you know, start something else just for fun. But I don't see myself ever bowing out. I don't I don't see it. At one point, I almost did quit. I put up a video saying, like, this might be my last video yeah. because, dude, I had I had two copyright strikes. I had 32 cases pending. Um. I'm, I'm, I'm bet YouTube's telling me, Hey, you got a, you got two bugs on your channel and you just have to wait. And I've already been waiting a half a year. And I'm like, I like, what, what do you, my, my, my own viewers are telling me they're subscribed. They can't see my content. Mm-hmm. And every day I got, I got a message in back. Like, I'm sorry for the inconvenience. Like I'm doing YouTube's job for them, you know? Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where I was getting very frustrated. So I kind of took a little step back, but, uh, nah, man, dude, I, I, I love hanging out with everybody, man. I get to meet people like you and everybody yeah. else that, you know, uh, you know, I know people say they're my fans, man, but I'm a fan of everybody else, you know, because like I said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for everybody yeah. else. So help each other out and let them all rise up together. That's it. Dude, that's, that's what this world needs more of, man. That's it. Do you think he'll always be a reaction channel or like, for example, I'd like to see a day in the life of Cliff Beats. I'd like to see what you actually get up to. Obviously, you know, some of it's sensitive. I'm not saying record yourself having a shower, but just your day-to-day schedule and obviously you don't have to talk about your part-time job outside of YouTube but I I think I think there's a necessity nowadays to do more um than just reacting I don't know it's, it's obviously your call it's your channel but I think there's a need now to do cooking videos video game <laughs> reviews twitch streams and sometimes you can dilute the content too much by doing everything badly but um do you think you'll always stick to reactions um you know i'm open to anything man i just want to make sure my sound levels are right because it looked like it was a little bit low i'm honestly open to anything um and you know it's funny you said that i actually did like uh i had iconic with me um, i don't know if you're familiar with them uh with harry mac the friends He's yeah. freestyled with him before, and uh, he's like one of like the edit, uh, one of his like soft engineering uh, workers. You know, but they're good friends and stuff too. Yeah. Um, so I, I had him at my studio, and uh, that's where I was like first trying to like get my can. He helped me set up my camera that I just bought. Like you know, I was discussing earlier that I have an expensive camera that just was way overpriced. Um, yeah. And I actually I walked through the studio. I've taken videos. You know, I, I've I've done a bunch of stuff, but I've been a little hesitant to release it because there's been times where I've had my camera on and people that shouldn't have been on the camera were on the camera and I couldn't get their permission. Uh, you know, um, mm. and I want, I want to make sure I'm doing my due diligence when I'm there, but dude, I'm, I'm open to anything out here. Um, yeah. dude, if, if I could, like if, if my label was like, yeah, you know, go ahead, you could release your own music and stuff. I'd, pr- I'd probably make a few songs here and there. I try to do some, uh, some, uh, features and stuff, but you know, I don't know where, where this yeah. goes. This is only think about it like this. I've been around for a year and like five months, you know? So, uh, and, mm. and the, and the first four months of doing anything, you're, you're still fucking scrambling, trying to figure things out. Um, mm. so really it feels like I've been in this for a year so. Yeah. yeah. 
that's a hell of a growth as well to get from zero to 150,000. So well done on that. You are clearly doing something right. How how does 150,000 subscribers feel? Do you now want to get to 200? Um, honestly, it doesn't. Uh, as grateful as I am for everybody watching, I, I don't, it doesn't matter if I have 100 subscribers, five subscribers, 10 million subscribers, uh, it wouldn't change me in the slightest. Like, I remember it was like right after I hit like a hundred thousand subscribers, dude, I had like promotional companies coming out, asking me questions. I had my own label asking to do promotions and stuff. Um, and I, I tell everybody, no, um, I've even had companies who want to create merch for me, um, hmm. reaching out. And I'm just like, no, like this isn't, this isn't a channel where I'm trying to sell people things. I've had to tell people to stop donating because I understand how tough it is right now. And I'm hmm. not here for people's money, you know, yeah. uh, I'm here to entertain and to have fun with everybody and take a little bit of uh, a bur everyone's burden each day. Uh, whatever I can help to help people de-stress is what yeah. I'm here for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had to turn a lot of stuff down, man. Yeah. And even, even if I had 10 million subscribers, dude, it, it would still be the same me. I wouldn't have any fucking, there's no parlor tricks. There's no editing. I'm not, I will never, Mark my words. And the day that I do, you can call me out on it and I will shut my channel down. I will never do over the top editing where I'm cutting in and out. And then, oh, this bar and fix this. And like, I can't, I can't, this not me. I have to be raw, authentic. I can't see it being any other way. But uh, to get to the end of your question is yeah. it, it doesn't matter if I had a hundred million or 10 people watching me do it. It's, it's me. It's me to the fullest. You know, I can't, I can't, I wouldn't change regardless. I like the fact that on your channel, on your videos, when you pause the video and you say like that was good wordplay because, you know, Bo Burnham says I'm a first time vegan and it's nice to meet you, for example, mm -hmm. you, you then go back five seconds rather than just continue with the video because that can get quite frustrating for me when I'm trying to watch something because someone like Bo Burnham, Eminem, Harry Mack, they put so much sort of double meaning into their words and their songs that you can very very quickly miss something so yeah. i really appreciate you doing that because i watch quite a few reaction channels and a lot of them don't do that and uh i end up stop watching them because i just i don't know just a little thing goes a long way sometimes so uh thank you for doing that i'm sure your uh, subscribers and viewers appreciate it as well well, you know, it's just, yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the kind words, but it's it's kind of a thing where you, you can't win no matter what you do. If I don't, it's, it's either I pause too much or I, I go back too much or I don't go back enough. Like no matter what, it's not to somebody's preference. Mm. So I, I catch it from all angles. But, uh, you mm. know, I, I try to, I really, and like I let a lot of stuff go, like when I'm listening to songs, so I want to, I want to enjoy it too. If I sit there and I keep breaking down every bar, I can't enjoy the actual flow of the song. Yeah. You know? Um, so I just try to point out stuff that I, I really thought was clever, you know, like the, the double, the wordplay or how, you know, there'll be a callback to something that somebody said in the first verse and they brought it all the way to the third verse or a bridge or a chorus or whatever. And uh, besides that, I, I really won't get too in depth. And then I'll get those nasty comments like, Oh, you're so stupid. You couldn't even catch this. It's like, well, it's a face value, my man. Like I'm trying to enjoy it with you at the same time. So uh, it's a weird balance I've had to find because in the beginning, in the beginning, I broke down every bar I possibly could. I would pause, stop, go back, pause, stop, go back. And then as I started going on, I realized that there's like a middle ground. 
mm. of pointing out what I enjoy and doing it my way versus what everybody else wants, you know, and mm. then, cause if I'm not enjoying it, then what am I doing it for? You know, like that's, it's like I said, it's kind of like my philosophy on life. If you're not enjoying it, you shouldn't yeah. be doing it. You know? Completely agree. So speaking of Bo Burnham, how did you get into him? And what is your favorite special by him or song? Oh, dude, that, that puts me on the spot right there. Bo Burnham, um, I've, what's crazy is I've heard his name before he uh, was, he was a request. Somebody sent me, I think, like a donation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they told me to check him out. And I wasn't sure what I was walking into. They were like, oh, he's music, but he's comedy. And I was like, okay, like, I'll, I'll, I'll see what it is. And then I, I don't know what the first one was that I did. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I'm horrible with song titles. You're going to notice this. I say this all the time during my videos. I'm horrible with song titles. But um, Bo has so many classics that I really can't pick one. If I had to say, okay, right now off the top of my head of one that sticks out, what's the one where he's uh, – I, I died laughing, man. Where he's like the high school jock. He's got the jacket on. All of a sudden it gets like dark and uh, – like the sky gets dark and he turns into the devil for a second uh, in the music video. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, yeah, what's that? Is that old Bo? He's just talking about like the hip hop industry and how it's. Yeah, like- that might have been it. That might have yeah. been it. Because that that related to me more because I, I witness it. I watch it happen yeah, yeah. all the time. I'm watching these artists who are dealing with things that Bo's talking about. Then he puts his own little spin on shit and he's just hilarious, you know? So, yeah. Um, but I, like I, he, I, I am a firm believer. I, I won't say firm believer, but. I think he's better at writing songs than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's stuff that I point out and people be like, oh, no, he didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, yeah, he did. Like, even his little quick monologues when he first starts off in the beginning or he'll have like a little introduction where he has a little play on words and then starts his song. He wrote that out or he actually thought of that in his head. And that's how he begins his song. It's a quick little double or a little scheme that mm-hmm. sets him up to jump into a song. So I, I think he's a genius, man. He's great. Yeah, oh, yeah, the way he, like, when I watched Inside, I realized how much actual effort and how much time he puts into his recordings. Like, to do all of that by yourself, dude, that's that's some fucking work. And knowing that that's kind of the only thing you can do in COVID must put a bit of a mental toll on you. Um, yeah, my favorite song, I, I can't think of one. I think probably Hell of a Ride or Shit. I love a ride's good. I like the, uh, I know it's not, is it called? Do, you know what? I like his new one too. The, uh, the, where he tried to mimic Drake. That was really good. Everyone's too. a feminist until there is a spider around. Uh, it was that, yeah, five, is years. That five years, five years. Yeah, so yeah. that was, that was not, it was very clever, man. Mm. He's, uh, he's a genius dude. And he's yeah, so good. Yeah. You can definitely tell that the, uh, I, I did a video of like Bo versus hecklers. Mm. Um, yeah. I and you, that. you, yeah, you could just see him like he has fun at moments, but dude, that's so frustrating to try to perform your art and you just got people who are just being so belligerent because they're drinking and enjoying the show. Yeah. And it looks like he's performing for like a lot of like colleges too. I noticed that. Mm. So you, you know, you're dealing with people who are in the middle of puberty and who are just being belligerent. So you could tell it kind of took a toll on him, man. And uh, you know, I just I hope Bo is able to uh, you know. It looks like he. It looks like he reinvented himself, and he's got his own thing going on. I, I loved his last special yeah. that he did. I didn't get to sit down and watch it fully, but I was able to 
watch it all in segments and then see his outtakes too. And I thought it was fantastic. Man. Yeah, I watched the outtakes earlier today to just remind myself about it. And the bit with the podcast where he's talking about, like, he's basically just ripping on Joe Rogan, talking about the fact that we can't say anything anymore. And he's actually like trying to say words and he's stuttering and he can't actually say words. <laughs> and they say 100% all the time. And it's maybe really self-aware that I say that all the time as well. But yeah, fantastic. Um, Favourite Harry, so right. Let's rewind. Harry Mack, improvisational freestyler. Does he actually write songs or does he just do the freestyles? Um, so, I mean, I, I think, okay. I, I, mean, I know he's, I mean, I'm just, I'm not going to speak for the man. Yeah. I'm just saying I can tell that he's written before. I think that it's just easier for him to go off the top of the head i have artists that i work with that don't write down a line mm. um jay-z is the same way jay-z will sit and listen to a song and he in his he'll listen to it over and over again thousands of times and he'll create a song in his head and then he'll go lay down a little bit then he'll punch back in finish the rest up put in the chorus punch back in do a second verse some people just have different methods of putting music together. Harry Mack is a very special talent. And uh, that's why I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm working on it, but I want to get him to my studio and just yeah. ask him questions about his writing. And, uh, you know, I just want, I want to see his method. Cause like I said, I have clients that I work with that don't write as well. And uh, it's, it's, it's mad to watch, man. It's, it's insane yeah. to see someone be that quick witted and to yeah. mem memorize their lines. Like, that like for me i have to write writing is my thing mm. i could write i could rap off the top of my head but i'm going i my brain moves faster than my mouth so i will stumble over my words here and there mm. um mm. but yeah when i'm writing the, the writing is way easier for me I, I could put down you know verses and choruses in a matter of minutes or it could take me hours or days or weeks or even a year it just all depends on what i'm working on but yeah. harry mack yeah, that that man's a that man's a fucking madman. Yeah, I don't know how he does what he does. I watched an Omegle video earlier. I was watching you react to it, and he asked the three people watching him on Omegle to come up with some words. And one of them was a flannel. One of them was a champagne. I think it was just the word champagne. And the other one was Tupac. And he pretended that he forgot Tupac. And I'm just like, I, I don't know how someone can think that quickly. It's it's like a computer brain. Um, see now that, that that's one thing I have to I have to clarify is like I think okay, Harry Mack does forget words all the time. Mm -hmm. I have to I'd have to watch that video again. Dude, yeah. you gotta think about it like this. His brain's moving a fucking mile a minute. He's yeah, yeah. and people will be like, Oh no, he intentionally forgot that word just so that person could be more involved. And I'm like, no, nah, I think he actually did forget that word in the middle of you know him scheming and stuff and really genuinely needs help with that word again. Just like you know, I'm talking to you now and I go, just what was that question again? I mean, our brains only have so much mental capacity. And when he's going that fast, that quick and coming up with so many different schemes, of course, you're going to forget one word or one topic, you know, uh, it's going to happen. I've watched him do it before. And uh, maybe he did do it on purpose. Maybe he didn't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I remember one time somebody in the conversation was like, Cliff, you're wrong. And I'm like, well, I, I was like, I understand if, there was like a better double or segue to him making it to where that person was more involved, but he literally would be like, Oh, what was the word again? 
oh, all right, and then instantly jumps into a Tupac rhyme scheme and then goes off on it, you know. But yeah, I'm not I'm not him, so I can't answer that for. No, him. that's fair enough. Yeah, I saw you on his um little happy hour podcast thing because I um wanted to see if you'd done podcasts in the past, so I um went on sort of Spotify, I think it was, and typed in Cliff Beats, and that came up as an episode, and it was a really good episode. I think. Yeah, man. It was quite early on. I think you said you were on 30,000 subs then. Yeah, but I mean, that was only like my third month into the into yeah. the channel. So I was still like, you know, I don't know, man. It was just, uh, it was all moving so fast. And I had like a bunch of health problems going on due to COVID yeah. uh, that it's almost like a blur to me. And at that time, like my I, my roof caved in because we had so much snow. So like I was like recording in like a jacket. Like, I don't remember what I was wearing, but I remember it'd be like 20, 30 degrees in my place because of my head no i had a hole in my roof because they were repairing it and i was still doing videos um yeah man it was it was a crazy time too but it was a good time too something to remember you know the grind never stops love it right so we've got nine minutes left are you happy to keep talking or uh, have you got something to do no man happy to keep going i'm down man of course fantastic cool so whilst we've got people listening and watching um i know cliff's promoted the hell out of me already but we're on i think absolute bedrooms on 66 subscribers so if we could get a bit of a push to 100 that would massively be appreciated i've interviewed quite a lot of youtubers and twitch streamers recently and it would be really cool to get that number to a solid free digit um and thank you again cliff for spending your time with us because i really do appreciate it and i watch you all the time genuinely because i don't get people on absolute bedroom that i don't enjoy because there's no point. I'll just be sat there like bored, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so, no, I know what you mean. And it's sometimes, like, if you don't know somebody personally, too, like, yeah. you don't know what you're walking into. Yeah, man. You know? And uh, even yeah. like when when you asked me, like, do you want me to like let you know? And I was like, no, don't let me know anything. I don't yeah. like walking into situations. I like to go off the cuff with everything in life because I feel mm. that's when you learn the most is when your back's against the wall and you don't know what you're up against. Yeah. Man. Um, but not not everybody you know in the world is open minded like that. They might want things to be more outlined for them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah. yeah, I thank you so much for uh, you know having me on. And, no you know, I know you're talking about a solid number and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But if you continue doing what you're doing and like we were talking earlier, you really love it. You're not going to have to worry about numbers because yeah, it, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And uh, I'm a firm believer in that, man. Whatever whatever's yeah. meant to happen is going to happen. So I wouldn't even worry about that too. Yeah. The, the idea of like i've had the bassist of van halen on uh billy sheehan david lee roth uh talus stuff like that and i've had the singer of wheatus on and the idea that they jump onto a zoom with me and i'm already recording is like i'm like a deer in the headlights because <laughs> these people are like massive inspirations to me and i'm now recording a conversation and there are times where i record and i don't even really get to speak to them outside of the recording yeah and they're like sorry dude i've got to go i'm you know i'm about to release an album and i've got zoom meetings backed up for the entire day and i'm just like okay i'll email you and let you know when this is out and they're like yeah man cool i've got to go sorry (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it can get a bit crazy but i've learned to uh, live with that now because i know that you youtubers and you twitch streamers have got quite a tight schedule so but yeah man cool so We've got six minutes left. 
Um, is there anything in particular that you wanted to ask me whilst we've got six minutes? Because I've got one more question for you and then we can just riff from there, really. I'm putting you on the spot now. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to put you on the spot, really. Um, so, yeah, I just want to know, how long, when did you start your podcast, if you don't mind me asking? October 2020. Oh, see, so we're around the same time frame. It was, uh, yeah. yeah, dealing with COVID and just being stuck inside, man. It sucks. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I've got a history of music management and event management and putting gigs on. Oh, and okay. I've got a bass right here, bass guitar, and um, I had to stop playing because I had a child. Um, so I needed something to scratch that itch. And it's very hard when that gets taken away from you. That sounds really horrible. Um, but when you're a musician, you know, it's difficult to stop performing, if that makes sense. So I thought, right, I'm going to start interviewing people because I need something to do, especially in COVID times, man. Like, you know what it's like. You're staring at this wall and nothing's happening, you know. You need to create, you need to keep doing something and get your routine back yeah man uh that's that's kind of where i was at too i was just like i was like there's only so much shit i could watch on netflix before i'm like yeah. okay i've seen this i've watched peaky blinders 15 times now can't watch it anymore i'm gonna turn into thomas shelby if i watch it one more time yeah um yeah uh that's kind of where i was at too man but yeah when it comes to your music i mean i know you said you had a child congratulations uh you know just um you know just uh you still play every once in a while. You still play every once in a while. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! It'll always be with you until you know the day you're off this earth, man. Just uh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you found something too, and you know you you're yeah. you're you're new. You're only you know a year and a half, almost two years old yeah. now. And, there oh, is. you're showing me the baby. There he is, bass guitar. Oh, oh shit! It's too nice to not play. So I feel bad <laughs> every time I come into this room and see it sat there. So I've got a keep on it every time i uh you know uh you're familiar with kirk hammett right yeah man. yeah, yeah um I, I love all of his guitars man if you ever see him come out he comes with all the yeah. horror monster classic yeah, horror yeah. monster shit him and my dad are friends so uh you know they, they they talk about collectibles and shit just like two you know kids yeah. in high school collecting toys but you know one's yeah. a mega superstar and my dad is just a normal but they're still being normal this one has a, a crazy amount of money and fame and popularity but um he, dude, all of his shirts all of his guitars i love like the you know like that that yeah. dark gritty horror uh, monster looking shit uh yeah he's, he's a cool dude man it's definitely uh cool to watch and i've always been a fan i can't i can't play mm. guitar Mm. guitar i never got into uh just uh yeah songwriting playing the piano and that's pretty much about it you know people will uh you know i know there's other channels on youtube that might be like teachers or whatever like people will message me i don't watch anybody else's content i mm. just kind of people will ask me all the time like oh did you see this person's and i'm like i don't i honestly don't watch anybody else because i'm tunnel vision if i start looking at what other people are doing mm. i feel like that's gonna fuck me up you yeah. know yeah, I get um, so I, I don't pay attention to what other people are doing, but people be like, oh, this person's a teacher and they caught this, this, and that, this, this, and that. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm good for them. You know what I'm saying? But I, I also hear like, you know, uh, people are studying music before reacting to it and they can tell it's fake and stuff. And I'm like, that sucks. You know, like, I'm sorry you had to watch that. And they're just like, oh, yeah, it's just different, you know, and. You know, in, in the beginning, I think you kind of rubbed me the wrong way that people weren't being authentic. But now I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know, I can't knock anybody's hustle, man. If that's what somebody needs mm. to do before they approach a project, mm. that's cool. 
You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that can never be me. I can't study something then. Ooh, ah, crazy. Ha, 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 ha. Like I can't, I can't do shit like that. That's not. Yeah. No, I get that. If you do get Kirk Hammett, Hammett's email address, then you know, feel free to reach out. <laughs> I don't even think I can get him on my channel, man. You nah, talking cool. about someone being fucking busy, dude. That man is busy yeah, man. as hell. The weird six degrees of separation that I've realized whilst doing this that my friend will know someone whose uncle knows. Like, I know someone that knows someone who's married to the drummer of the Sex Pistols. Okay. And it's like, I have to get them on. Like, you only get one shot at that. But where you've got that chain of people, it's quite hard to ask the person at the end of the chain if they're actually up for coming on or not. Because you have to go through so many... It's like Chinese whispers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we'll see if that happens. But, yeah, I'm trying to get some... um, World's strongest men on as well. World's strongest men. Okay, yeah. that'd be pretty cool. I mean, the way I see it for any podcast, I mean, what I would do, like, because I've talked about it myself, like starting my own podcast and yeah, stuff, man. but I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not sure yet. But, man, if, if you continue doing what you do and you love it, eventually it's going to come to a point to where they're going to start reaching out to you and want to jump on your podcast because, yeah. you know, of course, shoot your shot now while you're still growing and yeah. try to reach out to as many people. But eventually, if you keep doing it, you stick, you know, stick to the grindstone. Eventually, you know, some of those people that you've looked up to, they're going to catch on. They're going to want to actually jump on your podcast. And one day yeah, yeah. the roles might reverse where they want to hop on and talk to you for a few minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I can ignore their emails. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's yeah. it. Right. I'm going to send you another link. Um, cheers for watching, everyone. I'll be back shortly and uh, we'll get into some more stuff. Cheers, Cliff. Right. Speak to you in a sec. All right. All right. All right. So whilst, whilst we were in between Zoom meetings, I just checked out your live stream. Have you just got another DMCA? Yeah, I did. I just got another fucking copyright, dude. I get them. They try to sneak up. You know what they do? They'll do them at like three or four in the morning when like I'm people are sleeping, but I'm actually up at the studio working. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Unbelievable. So when that happens, does it tell you what video is up for dispute? Yeah, it'll, it'll tell you what video. It'll say, like, what process it's in. It'll be like, your thing has been reviewed. And it's so weird because I will get permission from certain artists. Yeah. And uh, they'll be like, all right, you're good to go. Don't worry about it. And then they still, like, they don't know why YouTube is calling claims on videos and shit. It's crazy, man. I, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. Well, I hope that gets sorted because that sounds like an absolute nightmare. Oh, yeah, it fucking sucks. Yeah, man. Um, what was I going to mention? Eminem. So Eminem. I have a bit of an affinity with Eminem. Lose Yourself was one of the first singles I ever bought, a physical disc with three tracks on. And it was Lose Yourself, Eight Mile Road, which is a song that not many people have heard, which is a B-side. And then there was a Lose Yourself instrumental sort of remix. And... Uh, can you remember your first single, Cliff? First things first. I can. I can. Um, it was the uh, Slim Shady LP, I believe, with the uh, Vicodin pill. I didn't even... So I remember opening... I don't know if it was a Christmas gift or what the fuck it was. Uh, dude, my mom used to buy me r- random ass... My mom bought me like an Sync album one year. I was like, what the... I don't even listen to Sync. What is this? Uh, I, I knew who they were because I seen Justin Timberlake's curly hair everywhere. But... Yeah. Um, 
I, I opened whatever this was and I didn't know it was Eminem. It just had a Vicodin pill that had like a face on it. Me being an artist, I was like, this is dope artwork. Like, holy shit. Like I, I used to tag, do graffiti and stuff too. I was like, man, but I was also, oh shit. I don't know how old I was, man. This is back in like 90. I must've been like 10 years old, maybe, maybe 10, 11. And I think the first song I heard was Brain Damage. Mm. And, and I was just like blown away by the way he was able to connect the multi-syllables while telling a story. You know, I've, I've listened to rap before Eminem, but I, it was so new and the shock value bars and, and his voice, it was just so unique. His delivery was just so crisp. It mm. reminded me of something like close to Pac, you know, cause Pac was just so, so powerful with his voice you know and every word he said he had so much meaning behind it and i caught that with them and them and i was instantly hooked i was like this dude he's the next biggest thing so i uh started listening to m along with other artists as well and i it's been a fucking ride ever since then man yeah man favorite album favorite album um i would have to go with the marshall mathers lp i would um yeah if I had to follow that up, I, dude, I'm, I'm quick to say Kamikaze. Okay. Uh, I know it's, it's a little bit mm. of a change up, but the reason why I like Kamikaze so much is because we finally got back. Um, I think Eminem at one point in his career got to a point where nobody wanted to even mess with him because he was just so dangerous on a mic that he almost like got bored with it. He started creating accents and doing all types of crazy shit. Mm. Um, and then he started uh, doing, you know, um, those uplifting songs, keep pushing, keep fighting, you know, uh, and then it's like Eminem came up in the battle world. You, you typically don't find an artist who is a battle rapper and can create and produce amazing songs by themselves, let alone be able to do it. Uh, so yeah, man, and getting Kamikaze was like getting that vintage, I'm taking shots at everybody, fuck what you have to say about me. And I was just like, it was like brought me back to being a kid again, you know? But of course, the Eminem show was a fucking classic album. I mean, that's right there next to Kamikaze. I love the Slim Shady. Uh, but I stopped listening to Eminem basically around after recovery. Uh, that was around the time that I got signed myself. So I tried to stay away um, as much as I can because I will sit there and start multi-syllable rhyming nonstop trying to be like him if I keep listening to that. <laughs> so uh, I, I missed out on a like... Uh, I missed out on Shady XV, if I'm saying that right, maybe. Uh, I missed out on uh, Marshall Mathers LP2. I've only heard a few songs from that album. Uh, Kamikaze, I got to react to late, but um, I got to hear it. And uh, yeah, man, Eminem is just... Dude, if Eminem... Think about it like this. If Eminem would have died from his overdose, he would have been the biggest thing in music, period. But since he since he lived, you know, um, I'm not saying he didn't obtain that. I think he still has that. But since he lived, he didn't get that notoriety because it's that we'll never have him again. So when Eminem does pass away, Jesus Christ, I hope I don't see it. Um, I think that's when people always appreciate things after they're gone, man. And uh, yeah, he's given us classic albums after classic albums, not just songs, full ass albums. So. Yeah, he's got so much power in the industry as well. Like, he will say, you know, I'm going to play 
in the UK, I'm going to play Wembley Stadium. I'm going to play a couple of arenas and I don't want any mobile phones at these venues. So everyone hands in their phones at the gate and they all just go in there, have a good time. No fucking flashlights. None of this shit. You know, just enjoy the show. Have a good time and go home. And I think we've lost that recently where everyone has to film everything and then they upload it to YouTube. Like I watched 21 pilots and the drummer made a mistake and it's just like, just enjoy it, you know, but yeah, he's got so much influence and so much persuasion that I think a recent person like that, I watched a podcast the other day, one of my friends, never mind Polly podcast. And he was saying that Billie Eilish will only um, play venues that serve vegan food. Oh, shit. So that's quite a, pr- like, that's a pretty big request, really. If, you know, it's a hog roast or a hot dog stand, they've got to uh, completely adjust their food. Yeah, that's a, that's a new one. I haven't, I haven't yeah. heard that before, uh, but that's, that's pretty crazy, man. I mean, it's, it's up to the artist, but, you know, yeah. um, I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I don't follow Billie Eilish like that. I know who she yeah. is. Yeah, I know uh, of her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as for, yeah, as for M, I mean, it, it's come to the point now, if you notice, Eminem really doesn't tour. He just decides to play whenever he wants to play, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's how much power he has. But, I mean, this man, he could have retired fucking when he was 29 years old if he wanted to. He gave us three Diamond albums. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. You know, um, he achieved milestones that artists that have been, you know, that came out in the 60s and 70s. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's one of the top uh, top selling solo artists. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think he's like maybe 14th or somewhere about fourth, between 14th and 7th on the list. And he's still alive, you know, and he's still active. That's insanity, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember watching the Sing for the Moment video where he does like a remix sort of version of an Aerosmith song yeah dream on oh yeah um and I don't know what possessed me to do this I was watching it on Kerrang and I just started doing push-ups because in the video he's like ripped and he's got no shirt on and as soon as the music video ended I had a bit of a moment and I was like what the hell am I doing why am I doing push-ups in my front row (laughs) (laughs) that's <laughs> just the influence the uh the persuasion of him but yeah Dude, shout out Eminem. yeah man it's just it's powerful man like you yeah. know it's, it's self-expression and you know some people are just really 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 good at getting their message across and i think eminem if he didn't have i always say in my video i say it jokingly but i say you know if eminem didn't have music he'd be a murderer but i mean yeah. I'm basically, I don't think that he's yeah. obviously a little cuckoo in the head, but I'm just saying like, you have to be a little crazy to be that good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, man, I think without music, I don't, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do, but I'm glad we got him. I'm definitely yeah. glad we got him. But that's, I, I can say the same for a lot of artists. There's a lot of artists out there that, mm-hmm. you know, go, go underappreciated, but I'm is definitely, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't understand the whole, hating on this man uh for the last few years i'd hear about it throughout the industry and i'd be like what the fuck who said what now like, who are these people talking shit about eminem they've had they've had what one or two songs that blew up but it didn't even really blow up it just Mm -hmm. sold you know 
it's streamed a lot and then they fucking die out like think about how many artists that came out i don't know how much you know you're based in the uk right yeah so i don't know how much you know like uh like from the era of like 2015 till about 2018, there was a bunch of one hit wonders. And I mean, now they're just gone. Yeah. You know, uh, and it just shows how Eminem could just continue that longevity. If he mm. drops an album tomorrow, it's going to sell well over 200,000 copies and it's going to yeah. stream fucking insane numbers, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. And these artists who had these big hits, they put out a song and everyone just it, like, you know, it's, no one's really listening to it. Uh, yeah, it shows the power, man. Still super relevant, even if he's not saying anything. That he'll be super relevant. It's just like mm. you know, I just started reacting to Elvis, man, and mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, never, I re- yeah. yeah, I never really uh, when I was a kid. Like my grandmother was huge into Elvis. Uh, you know, I, I've had friends that are into Elvis and stuff like that, and I'd always think of Elvis is dancing. Yeah, you know, I didn't really like listen to his voice too much. Like I've heard, I've heard his songs, but I didn't like take time to appreciate it. I'm not, I'm not a singer, you know. Uh, and I went back and I, I watched two of his videos so far. And I'm just like, I could feel what people were feeling through a computer screen. I couldn't only imagine being live in person yeah. and watching that. And I'm not even a, a fan of singing like that. And it's just pulling on my heartstrings. And I'm like, dude, this is powerful, man. Like this, mm. this is why you're the number one selling solo artist of mm. all time, you know? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. It's crazy to watch some of these amazing, talented artists, dude. And yeah. We're, just, we're, we're yeah. lucky enough in our generation that we get to see some of the oldies, which we call oldies. And then now mm. it's some of our stuff that we grew up on is turning into oldies, you know? So uh, it's just crazy. Yeah, to see. It's crazy to see what's going to happen with the music industry. And hip hop's only 40, like 42, 45 years old. So it's going to be crazy to see what happens in the future, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine watching Elvis. I think I, if I had a choice of watching someone from beyond the grave, it would be Jimi Hendrix. Oh but shit! Yeah. I just don't know what would like what would life be when he stopped playing. Like after the Woodstock set was said and done, I'd be like, well, do I now go back to my office job or? <laughs> like, that was incredible. Like, what what do I do now? Like I've experienced such a high. But yeah, yeah. that's it. Fantastic. So comedians. So you react to a couple of comedians. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite? My favorite comedian. Um, dude, I grew up watching the Chappelle Show. Mm. Um, so Dave Chappelle is definitely up there. But see, this this is this isn't. I can't answer this fairly because yeah. I haven't I haven't uh, been able to check out enough comedians to like pay them the homage they deserve. Um, I hear a lot of different names out there. Like I just started watching a little bit of Bill Burr, Bo Burnham, mm-hmm. uh, and they all have their own little attitudes and things about them that I love. I think uh, they're all really good. But when it comes to like being clever and being able to put your, cause you got to think about it. Can I say it in my videos is when comedians are putting together their, their skits or their sets or their, whatever they're getting ready to do, it's kind of like creating a song. But an, an hour long song that you have to memorize and also improvise on the spot while you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very similar to writing a song. Uh, it's, 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 it's just a different performance art, you know, um, and they're all special, man. Uh, but Bo, yeah. Bo, Bur- Bo Burnham's up there. If I had to say, like, the youngest, obviously Bo Burnham. But, dude, mm-hmm. like, I've heard a lot about George Carlin. I don't mm-hmm. know, you know, and I hear how good he is, but I haven't had a chance to really sit down and watch him same thing yeah. for like uh 
Oh, who's there's been a couple other names. I've heard like Ralphie, Ralphie, uh, Ralphie, uh, something. I can't. Some some guy named Ralphie, Ralphie M, uh, Ralphie something. Anyways, okay. I heard a lot. Yeah. I heard about this guy named Ralphie. I hear a lot of names from like requests. So once I react to a bit more and I sit down and watch full specials because I'm only mm. doing snippets, mm. I'd be able to give you you know a more uh, open answer. Yeah. And then uh, this could set us up for podcast number two in the future. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Have you seen Bo Burnham in the green room with the other comedians? Yeah, I did a reaction to that, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That was such a good video. Oh, he's quick with it, dude. I mean, that's that's yeah. the thing. If you get around, like, it's the same thing, like, when you get around rappers, you get around people who are just creative. Mm. That's just what it is, you know? Uh, yeah. It's it's who can jab at who, but also not take it too far, but cross the line at the same time. But it's just, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny watching him do it with some of the greats. And then, you know, they're just like, who is this young guy out here taking shots like this? Yeah, yeah and he's like... Watch. Who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, oh, yeah. No one gives a fuck about you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, favorite comedians for me, Eddie Izzard. Okay. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, yeah. I see. I didn't think about that. Jesus Christ. George Carlin is very, very good. And Bill Hicks is very, very good as well. Yeah, very, Bill Hicks too. very ahead of their time. But I don't really know how you could watch their specials now because there will probably be clips of it on YouTube. But to actually watch their entire routine from start to finish, I think you might have to do a bit of dodgy downloading to find that. Because unless you can find a DVD somewhere, I don't know how that would work in the US if it would be like a thrift shop or a porn shop. <laughs> porn shop. Um, yeah. There's a, there's there's a few websites like I go to to watch. I can go watch whatever I want right now. So if I really wanted to, I could. But the problem with me, my time is... is yeah. I tell everybody like, look, like I'm in the studio, you know, at, at, at least eight hours a day, but typically around 12 to 14 hours a day. And then I get a little bit of time to do my videos and then I either upload them in the morning or that night, you know? Um, so it just depends on how my schedule's going, but man, I, you know, I don't get much time, but whenever I do do something like a podcast or I do set up for my videos, I make sure that my time is dedicated strictly to that until it's over. And then I go back into the other mode. Yeah. Cause if I'm trying, if I'm trying to multitask, I'm going to fucking fumble. I'm going to, I'm going to mess yeah. up, you know? So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Right. I've got two more questions for you and then I'm going to let you crack on. Hit me with it. Have you got any paranormal activity related stories, any ghost stories? Oh, yeah, dude. You don't uh, have you watched my videos or see shit happen in my videos or no? I haven't seen anything yet. Um, no, I've oh. started watching a YouTube channel which is huge now called Sam and Colby. And me and my girlfriend sit down every Sunday evening and watch their uploads. But I'm I'm obsessed with the paranormal. I absolutely love it. So my place is actually haunted. Um, there's been episodes, and I should I, I, see. I don't want to like clickbait. Is that yeah, clickbait? I don't like clickbaiting shipping and like watch a ghost that something, something, you know what I'm saying? But like, there's been times where I've been sitting here doing videos and I, I got headphones on, but I could hear something going on. Um, there's been times where like, you know, uh, my lights have randomly started flickering one time. I see like a shade go past my eyes and it, it happened like twice during the video. I was listening to like, uh, I think it was like a, a Katrina Velarde video, if I'm not mistaken, but I felt like I was going blind or something because I just seen black over my eyes. And I'm like, did you guys see that? And then my girlfriend watched it and she was like, what was that? And I was like, well, what was what? Because I don't watch my own content back. 
And Alistair, she's like, what was that? She's like, you said you couldn't see anything, but there was a black thing that kind of covered your screen for a moment. I'm like, you seen that? She was like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know, but something was going on. But yeah, I'll be sitting here. I'll hear like tapping, like on my, there's a door. You can't see it because we're not on video. Um, but there's a door back here. That thing will open by itself. Stuff behind me. I, I had to take stuff off of this table behind me because it'll fall off while I'm like mid video. What the uh, fuck? Um, my girlfriend you, went. You just live with that. You're just like, yeah, fine. <laughs> so that's what my, just... my, my girl will give me shit about that. Um, yeah, so yeah. while she's here and if I like run out to go do something else, um, she, she's like sits up in my bed and she's like staring at the doorway because she says every time she tries to sleep, and turn like turns her head away. She feels like someone standing in the doorway, st- standing in the doorway, staring at her. And I've told her there's been nights where I've been sleeping and I felt like someone was staring at me. And I kind of mm-hmm. do a quick turn. I, I do a quick turnaround. There'd be no one there, but you can, you know, when someone's looking at you, you kind of feel it. And I just, I say something, just like, "Go away! I'm trying to sleep." Fuck that, man. I would have to move. No, I, I don't mind it, man. I believe in, uh, you know, it could, it could be anybody. Yeah. Okay, it could be grandparents, it could be loved ones, it could be friends yeah. that I lost. You know, you never know. So, you know, uh yeah. So if it is someone that you know or it's a relative that's passed away, usually one of the most common things that happens is you smell something. So like roses or a certain aftershave scent, or so that kind of gives you a hint that it's a friendly spirit or someone that used to know you and they're just saying hello yeah it's a it's a real minefield this whole like because everyone fakes it so it's really hard to tell when people like with psychics and mediums if it's legit or not or if people just want the green stuff so yeah jesus i didn't know that you've given me goosebumps uh, dude, yeah. So there, I'll have to. Uh, what I'll do, I don't. I don't know what videos they are. I'll have to yeah, like, yeah. send them over. Uh, I've gotten like comments before, and I'll just send them over. It's just small little things. Like you'll hear noises while I'm talking. You'll hear like a random voice when there's no one else but me in here, and I'm just like, what the fuck was that? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just fuck claps, dude. <laughs> but it, no, it's it's not that bad, man. I th- if I started getting scratches on my neck or yeah, like getting yeah, yeah. poked in my back or something while I'm sleeping, then I'm like, all right, I'm moving the fuck out of here. But I don't know if you noticed, but right now the United States is in a bit of a housing crisis, so moving is kind of out of the yeah. question at the moment. I'm not I'm not going anywhere. Same with the UK, man. The housing market's fucking nuts over here at the moment. Everything's I, just getting snapped up instantly. I heard. Uh, so what's gas over there right now? Uh, petrol is one pound eighty-five p a liter, but diesel is two pound a liter. Okay. So I don't know what that is conversion rate in dollars, but it's probably about the same. Uh, I don't know. So like for us, we go by the gallon, you know. So yeah. like a gallon for us is like, by me, it's like five sixty five dollars and sixty cents for a gallon of gas. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm not really too good with the metrics myself. I have so much time in the UK, but I heard somewhere somebody said that if you're doing comparisons from the United States to the UK, that it's uh, the UK is somewhere around like 10 to 14 dollars a gallon. If that was in US dollars. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So one imperial gallon is four point five liters. Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're both we're both up there, man. Yeah, it's not good. 
No, and that's why I keep uh, I keep stressing to anybody that reaches out to me that's you know wanting to do like everybody needs a side hustle right now. I think we're all going to need something uh, coming up here. I think these next few years are going to be a rough a rough ride for everyone around the world. Um, it just seems to be history repeating itself. You got to think about <clears throat> you know the swine flu, well, not the swine flu, Jesus Christ, the Spanish flu of uh, mm-hmm. 1918, stock market crash 1929. Well, it's kind of like COVID, and then all of a sudden you got another stock market's just been up and down. It's just went down quite a bit. Bitcoin was at 64,000. Now it's down to 20,000. Like, I think we're going to see a little bit more of a dip here. And uh, I mean, the housing market has to correct itself because these houses that used to sell for $150,000 are now selling for like $350,000. And it's just like, there's no way people are going to be able to afford that. Yeah, totally. Um, You know, so. Yeah, it's not great at the moment. But keep going that's why I keep telling everybody, you know, on my channel that like makes donations and stuff. I'm like, dude, like I, I appreciate it. And I, I understand you want to be a part of something, but, but no matter what on this channel, you're a part of something because I actually care. And I don't want your money right now. If things simmer down, you got some money saved up. Sure. Throw some donations. I'll do some requests for you. We'll have a good time. But right now, while things are fucked up, let's, t- let's take a little break from the donations and stuff. Yeah. Cause I really want to make sure people are okay before they're donating yeah. to you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got a donation service, but I've said, do not make yourself financially at risk just to please me because that won't please me and it will keep me up at night because I won't be able to sleep. So just buy me a coffee. I think that's my website. So just give me, <laughs> what, like $6, I think it is, or four British pounds. Yeah. But yeah, it's gone a bit dry lately. And I'm not surprised because if I couldn't make ends meet, that would be the first thing that I had to sacrifice as a giver you know if i'm struggling to pay my bills and my gas like you say and my rent then unfortunately that patreon is going to have to stop for a bit yeah i mean uh i think that's that's one of the toughest parts of having this channel and the uh community that i have like you know on this on, on my channel i try to say you know reach out to me i'll do whatever i can i'm your friend i'm your family i'll do anything but i get <clears throat> it's, it's, it's nothing against anybody, but I get a lot of people who like want me to like post their GoFundMe or, you know, that they got somebody who's terminally ill and I, I want to help out so bad, but I get thousands a day. And if, if I do it for one person, I have to do it for everybody to keep things fair. So my channel will turn into one big donation thing. And I can't do that. Same thing with sponsorships, you know? So I have to politely tell people like, Hey, I hope you understand, but I can't post this on my page because other people are going to get offended that I turn them down. Same thing with like up and coming artists that right. want me to re- want me to right. react to them. I would love to react to them, but I don't feel like this channel's at a place yet where it has a base big enough to give them the exposure they're expecting. Yes. You, you know, and when it does get there, of course, I will do what I can. But if I start doing it for one person, I have to do it for the other tens of thousands that have reached out trying to get their music heard. And I want to do that. So hopefully one day the channel does grow big enough to where I can help get that exposure and I can put up people's uh, people's, um, you know, uh, donation pages and stuff like yeah. that, because I would love to help the world in any way that I can. But for now, all I can really do is be someone to talk to through Instagram. If mm. you just don't have anybody and you, you feel like you're alone or you have anxiety and you're not used to it and you just, no one understands you, like that's what I can do for now until things grow. But even if it doesn't grow, that aspect will never change on this channel. Yeah, no, I completely agree. So final two questions, just Hit thought me. of another one. 
So we kind of discussed this a little bit earlier, but I just want to clarify it. Do you have any goals YouTube-wise for the rest of 2022? And if you do, what are they? You know, I did have a goal. I wanted to get to 200,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I don't anymore. I really don't. I think once I hit 100,000, I was just like beyond grateful and humble to the point where I was just like, dude, you know, I, it's a part of me that's almost like you don't deserve it, you know? And then I have like this internal, internal conflict, internal battle where I'm just like, I don't know, man, I, I got to stay humble. Like I don't spend a lot of money. I don't buy fancy things. It doesn't matter how much money I have. It's not who I am. So um, I did have a goal of 200,000, but now my goal for the rest of 2022 is just to kind of open up a bit more, do more podcasts, um, do some more lives with people to communicate more um, and kind of just get a feel for the whole internet thing. I think uh, one of my buddies, he's a gamer. He plays a lot of like uh, PUBG. I don't know if you're familiar with that yeah. Counter-Strike stuff. Um, he's like, he was like pro level and then like basically retired because he got older and uh, just works a regular job, lives out in LA and shit. And uh, he asked me the game every once in a while. That's kind of how we connect. I thought maybe starting mm -hmm. a Twitch gaming here and there kind of mm -hmm. just, kind of uh, blending the platforms together, just learning the internet a bit more. And uh, mm -hmm. my goal is just to uh, do the same thing as 2021, man. Just try to be there for as many people as I can and just check out some dope-ass music and have a good time. That's all I'm here to do, man. Yeah. I'm sure you'll smash it because uh, I like watching your YouTube videos and I've got the uh, bell turned on. So I get notified when you've uploaded rather than every 55 videos i think it is if you just hit the bell without actually you know you know what i mean super subscribed is what i am that's what we'll call it just be careful because youtube will unsuper subscribe you without mm. you knowing they've done it to me like i've been subscribed to like uh harry mack tom mcdonald ryan upchurch and then i'll go and i'll see i've been unsubscribed and i'll be like what the fuck is this i'll yeah. go and resubscribe like why did you unsubscribe me and they'll be like oh you weren't active enough I'm like what do you mean i'm, I'm on here every day <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, our, our system thought you were a bot or something. I'm like, what do you mean you thought I was a bot? I have a fucking channel. Yeah, just throwing out random excuses. Yeah, my homepage is YouTube, for Christ's sake. I don't know how much more active I can be. Yeah, for real, so, man. It's... Yeah. So last question. Yeah. And then I need a quick favor from you off stream if that's okay. Yeah, of course. So you go into jail. You fucked up, right? But there's a caveat. To go to jail, it's a maximum security jail, so anything can happen, but you can get out whenever you want. But as long as you stay in there, every 24 hours you stay in there, you get $10,000 cash tax-free. Between one day and six months, how long would you be willing to stay in jail uh now which jail are we talking about jail in the united states jail in yeah. the uk jail okay because yes. every jail is different in the u.s jail uh uh you know it's it's not it's not the best system um i mean if you're familiar with my past i've kind of already experienced that and uh i think see i don't want to jinx myself here i'm saying like i can do it 
but I don't want to do it. So there's really no amount of money that can mm-hmm. get, get me to really want to sit in the cell. Like I'm very comfortable with myself. You know, I could be alone for a long period of time. I really don't need too much communication. Um, you know, I read, I, I sit back. I'm, to, I'm, a, I'm a loner, I guess you could say in a way, um, besides when I'm with clients or doing this stuff. Uh, so I could do it with no problem. I mean, I could mm. pr- probably do the entire six months if I wanted to, but that's only if I'm hungry for the money, which I'm yeah, not. I got that. Really, you see, so I'm not really hungry for the money, but say, I, okay, let's let's just say I needed the money to help somebody for surgery and my family that I loved and care about. I'd do the entire fucking six. I'd do fucking six years if I had to. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's not that big of a deal for me. I just have to avoid getting shanked. Mm. That's, that's about it. Yeah, it's like a video game. Yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only way I could see uh, me doing it is if I had to do it to help somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides that, dude, I, I've been I've been in those holding cells. I, I've been uh, I've been there, you know, uh, yeah. where I'm at in Cook County, uh, South Side of Chicago. It's one of the most fucked up prison prison systems. Um, yeah, man. In the short time I was there, I seen some really fucked up shit. So it's not a place you want to be, yeah. uh, not a place you might come out alive at. So yeah. You want to avoid it at all costs, but if, if I had to do it for somebody else, I would. I feel that. Fantastic. Any parting words? Um, yeah, really quick. Again, for coming on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to cut you off. So what about you? How many days could you do? Three months. Three months? And I would not use any of that money for myself. I would use it, like you said, to help my family and buy a house so. for my family and provide. Yeah, might do another two if I fancy a Lamborghini, but with current gas prices, <laughs> it'd probably be just a tank of gas. <laughs> just go electric, I guess. Yeah. They're pushing for now. That's it. Pricks. Ridiculous, man. <laughs> but yeah, it was a real genuine pleasure speaking to you, Cliff, and I will continue watching your career on YouTube with great excitement. And I love your energy. I don't know where you get it from, and I don't know how you keep it so consistent, but I'm here for it. So thank you very much for your time. Man, no, uh, thank you. I, I, I appreciate you taking the time today to uh, watch me fumble through Zoom. And uh, I know good. Oh, I know I wanted to have us, you know, face to face with the pictures, but I can't figure out Zoom. So I, I appreciate you okay. uh, working with me like this. But we'll we'll redo this again in the future. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what you do, too, man. As long as you mm. stick with it and you love it, I, you're going to grow as well, man. So I, I, as much as you say you're a fan of me and you love watching, man, thank you for uh, – I'm a fan of you. And thank you for, uh, you know, hosting this with me because, like I said, I wouldn't be here without you, too. So, I mean, thank you so mm. much, man. We'll set up a date for next year. And we'll, we'll see how far we can come. Yeah, man, we'll do it sometime next year. We'll stay in touch, though. You can just yeah, yeah. Instagram and shit, yeah. No problem. Fantastic. Thanks everyone for tuning into Cliff's live streams. Thank you everyone for listening to this on Spotify and soon we'll get this up on YouTube. I'm aware that Cliff's video doesn't work. So don't comment saying the video doesn't work, but yeah, (laughs) everywhere, share it, tell your friends, all that sort of stuff. It would really help us out. So thank you very much, everyone. Keep it bedlam and I'll speak to you all soon. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you in a minute. Hello guys, got a new ad read for you from a company called Optimus U. Um, So they are a fitness and sportswear company. Um, They are an excellent example of how fitness and sportswear should be achieved. They are going towards the fully sustainable route, which I am well behind 
planting a tree and all that sort of stuff for every purchase. So I've got this to read out. I've got Optimus U. We are much more than just a sportswear brand. We are a community full of fighters for 100% of the people, absolutely zero discrimination, and only using the very, very best quality in organic, sustainable materials made ethically here in Europe. Whether you're taking your dog for a walk or hitting that new personal best in the gym, let us help you along your journey and letting you become the most optimus version of yourself. Recently got these on board because I think that Luke from Optimus U is a fantastic example of a leader and lockdown has helped him create and develop this amazing brand. Um, and they are incredibly involved, they're incredibly inclusive, like I say, and I cannot recommend them enough. So give them a go at optimusu.co.uk. If you use my code, which is bedlam10, bedlam10, you'll get 10% off your order. And I, I just, I think they're fantastic. Um, they haven't put a foot wrong. Truly, absolutely awesome company um i've recently been given a shirt and hoodie from them and i will be ordering some more stuff from them very very soon so shout out to optimus you uh right back to the episode cheers guys bye